Hey guys, we're back. Welcome back to uh, Zillennial Support Group Podcast. You have uh, Silvana and Maria here to support you emotionally through this through this trying time for <laughs> Zillennials everywhere. Um, how have you been, Maria? I have been alive. Um, uh, just just holding on. <laughs> just holding on. Um, I guess we release this like tomorrow. So, yes. Yesterday I was on. I mean, I wasn't on yesterday. We pre-recorded it, but yesterday a podcast came out um, called "Did That Age Well" with Molly Smith, and you can look it up. And I was a guest on it, and we talk about if a Cinderella story aged well. So, all of it's our uh, eight. <laughs> listeners even if do we even have eight <laughs> listen I really to that. Have eight. Yeah. um i'm looking at you norway our two norway <laughs> listeners our one irish listener <laughs> yeah i actually i actually had a friend the other day tell me that she was like oh yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna finally start listening to your podcast and i'm like you haven't this whole time <laughs> And they send us a mad lib word. <laughs> <laughs> I love the engagement. We only really need the likes. We don't really need the listens. But yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. But um, yeah, you? I'm excited. I'm also excited to listen to your podcast uh, yeah. episode. It did come out yesterday and I was like, oh my God, I want to listen to it. And then I proceeded to not listen to it and I listened to other podcasts. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's been like a gloomy few days here, um, been kind of cloudy, but the sun came out today, so that's exciting. Hopefully, hopefully with the sun, our futures were also, will also be brighter, you know, coming out of the, the rainy springtime and into proper, proper hot girl summer or hot vaccinated girl summer. (laughs) I can tell that you like know how to read tarot cards. Because that was really, like, <laughs> really, like, Thanks. metaphorical and good. Thanks. I do read tarot cards. I do. I do. I, oof. Life, man. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a reading on the podcast sometimes. Those, those take a long time, though, so maybe I won't. But, um. Can we get millennial-themed, like, tarot cards? Like, can I, yeah. what would, if I got Lizzie McGuire, what would that mean? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm an oh my outfit God. repeater. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Cause there's definitely, there's like a little bit of overlap between astrology and like tarot, tarot card readings and palm readings. Um, but in astrology, there is like planets that their position divide generations. So there's like astrology, there's something in your chart in your astrological chart that dictates what generation you're part of and like where that divide is so we could talk about that one day that'd be cool yeah but we're just um, brainstorming live (laughs) yeah because we don't have enough ideas we're like talking about it (laughs) on air but um yeah but i guess uh in recent news you know there is an ongoing war between the Gen Z's and the millennials, we try to stay neutral. We're kind of like as millennials, the in-betweeners, we try and stay on neutral ground. Um, but sometimes we just end up like in the trenches, like in that no, no man's land <laughs> area between the two sides. But 
another another battle has begun over this new world called called chugi is the new word yeah. that's been going around i love how young people just invent new words man so innovative all these yeah right just all these new sounds and these new letters just jumbled together to create (laughs) something but i'm pretty sure it's spelt Mm c-h-e-u-g-y pronounced (laughs) chuggy and honestly it's really fun to say but i think it's (laughs) a gen z word used to describe millennials who are just like basic i think it's just like the like more evolved and nuanced sister of the word basic um but basically i found this alignment chart um unfortunately only viewers will be able to appreciate this but we'll describe it as well from casey weekman on twitter she made an alignment chart with the two axes being awareness of your personal style uh and relevance of your personal style Mm. and so the relevance goes from trendy to neutral to outdated and the awareness goes from in denial neutral to self-aware and chuggy is the intersection between an outdated style but also a self-aware style so they're very aware of their style and they do it on purpose but their style of choice is very outdated so you can see on on my screen there it is if someone wants to screenshot that, it might be reversed. I have no idea. But it was sort of pioneered actually by this 24-year-old, which it was basically our age Whoa. on TikTok. I'm pretty sure she was actually interviewed by the Rolling Stone. So there is like a proper uh, journalistic article out there if anybody wants to do their research. But um, basically, it's... Honestly, it's more of a state of mind than an age thing or like it's a commentary on your style or your uh, lack of trendiness rather than like, you know, when you were born. But it does lean towards the habits of millennials. So they're talking about things like, um, you know, hanging up Etsy art on your walls that says like five o'clock somewhere or like. <laughs> wearing uggs (laughs) and wine glasses that are like decorated with paint i have no idea actually i know Um, i hear some that are like like disney adults like adults obsessed with disney or can be chuggy or um they say like the office people who are really into the office but i like i don't know what is current Yeah. yeah it's hard because it's basically like being outdated trend wise but also like being super into it like (laughs) sorry for the lighting for any viewers but um I guess like it is that vibe of like being really into something that's just like not of the moment Mm -hmm. and I because I try and like honestly as a person who like I like style and stuff like that um I try not to like you're only outdated if you were like if you bought into trends to begin with because then trends fade and then you become outdated so the the (laughs) ideal is to have your own sense of style that transcends trends and it has more like classic you know styles and stuff like that that are more timeless um a few episodes ago i wore a bonnet on air was that (laughs) chuggy i'm pretty sure that was chuggy oh my god (laughs) 
Yeah, it used to be trendy, but unfortunately, your time passed like a few 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. So pretty, pretty lapsed in judgment there. Yeah. Um, well, not the same kind of vintage thing that <laughs> you were after, I guess. Because I guess it is like that in-between spot between like retro and vintage and like current new trends mm-hmm. and like new styles. It's that like in-between, like kind of outdated because really all new trends are just old trends when you think about it like fashion is very cyclical and it is like vintage things are the new stuff like big vintage and like thrift stores stuff like that like that's very hip too i'm waiting Um, for silly bands to come back because i have so many (laughs) oh no yeah i think that was definitely like trendy but like for middle schoolers like it <laughs> wasn't like all back. the cool it wasn't like all the cool young 20 year olds <laughs> were sporting silly bands like out in the clubs what you know? what, do you, what do you trade just like drugs that's exactly what they did oh my god spot on <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah in my head chugi is the very like pinteresty vibe that was popular in like the early 2010s in like choosing that as your style back then and then just continuing that style even though it's like not in vogue anymore but um it also I mean a lot of trends that are like kind of basic and annoying um they're very white trends most of the time you see white girls do it some people take offense of like oh some if you're calling something basic then it's like it's just popular and like it's popular for a reason so like don't make fun of people but I want to like push back on that by saying a lot of stuff that is basic it's it's basic because it's kind of it's mostly like white culture and so I'm like of course I'm gonna make fun of white culture like that's one of my few joys in life like of course (laughs) (laughs) but specifically they say the difference between chuggy and basic is that basic people are just kind of unaware like even if they're if their um tastes and their style is like what's popular or kind of like plain or like mainstream it's what they genuinely like so like there's no fault in that um even if it is common but chuggy is like you're aware that that's what you're choosing like you're choosing it because it's popular and because it like has that look to it um so it's like less genuine of like an affiliation with the style that's what I'm guessing I'm not an expert I am an outsider looking in on this whole trend (laughs) I don't I don't really participate in a lot of that dialogue so I guess I guess that's what Chugi is yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's very interesting to see just from like a sociological perspective the different the different cultures at play here do a case study <laughs> right who's to say I would love input from other people <laughs> would you label yourself as chuggy I would not well because also my personal style like well my aesthetic style has to do a lot with like um music and like the punk scene because that's sort of like it's like a music thing that sort of transcends into like your lifestyle and also like ideas and principles but also like fashion sense as well but the punk scene transcends generation like there's a lot of gen z emo kids there's a lot of millennial emo kids but they were never the mainstream so 
any any sort of feuds going on with that mainstream style were sort of like marginalized from anyways mm. so but also it's like I think my style is also a bit more like tumblery and less pinteresty mm. I've always kind of hated pinterest style and like that like DIY like mason jars I don't know <laughs> like the like live For laugh some reason, love I'm picturing you like wear trying to wear a mason jar <laughs> you're talking about like clothes <laughs> No, and not to like drink shifting. from because mason jars are like very useful, but to as like decor and mm. you know like DIY stuff. But the very Pinteresty like live laugh love and like blue and pink colors like on your wall instead of like actual art like that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I never really subscribed to that style, but I also like as long as you're doing what's genuine to you, I don't think they'll there's anything wrong with that. But it's like. The chuggy is like they're trying too hard, you know, mm. but I would love to hear outside input on that. But the, the Norway other... fans, yeah, you heard right. anything. <laughs> yeah, because I also feel like this is a very American thing. I also feel like the generational uh, feuds are also a very American thing. Um, I think it's also it's like American families are very contained. Like, I don't think. Um, there are a ton of big American families that also like have ranges of generations where it's like usually they're like oh well if they do have cousins they're all kind of the same age whereas Mm -hmm. like I don't know like I have a big Bolivian side of my family where like the age range between uncles and aunts and cousins like I have cousins who are older than my aunts and uncles and blah 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 so when I'm hanging out with cousins, I'm hanging out with like kids of all ages. So it's not like there's not that divide, you know, and also it's like you're used to hanging out with people of all ages around your family. Um, so it's not like people like I definitely see people on the Internet that are like, oh, like I don't think it's OK for like a 25 year old to talk to a 15 year old online like that's inappropriate. And I'm like, you're allowed to have a conversation like you can't be inappropriate around kids, but like you can hang out with people who aren't your age (laughs) and have it be okay. You just have to, you know, keep it age appropriate. Like you don't have a cousin who's 10 years older than you. who You can just like hang out and watch TV and like talk about TV shows. Like it's not weird. I feel like you shouldn't like be 25 and trying to seek out a 15 year old to be your friend. That part is where it gets (laughs) creepy. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be as if you're hanging out with a 15 year old, you shouldn't be like, a 25 year old making a 15 year old act 25 like you should you know there's middle ground there you know you should keep it appropriate to the lowest age you know but um it's like that scared like if people are just tweeting about their favorite band on twitter and they're like oh my god you can't follow me because you're this age and i'm like as long as you're just talking about your bands and like music you like or celebrities like that's fine <laughs> but like yeah, if you're talking about age-specific stuff, like, then, you know. But also, it's, like, if you wouldn't talk to your family about it, <laughs> then maybe that's not an appropriate topic of conversation. Yeah. But, but yeah, back to this, the Chugi alignment chart. The other option, so it's that the top row of outdated style The level of awareness goes basic to fratty, which is the neutral level of awareness, to chuggy, which is the self-aware. 
And so if you take that fratty style, but you make it more of like a choice and a self-awareness, that's when it becomes chuggy. And I hate, I hate frat. I hate frat styles. Like that Vineyard Vines, like UVA crowd, super preppy. I think that's mostly why I don't really understand chuggy is because I've never been a preppy person. I've Mm -hmm. never like worn a polo shirt and like vibed, you know? (laughs) And then the next... You wore a polo shirt. Well, I went to was that was it in like school. an authentic uh, choice? You went to private school. Yeah, so I wore a uniform. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, uniforms, man. But like you know, people like the Aber- Abercrombie and Fitch kind of aesthetic, like polo shirt. Yeah. No. With like low rise jeans. I don't know. And then the next row of like the neutral between trendy and outdated goes normy. Or in denial of <laughs> awareness and then offline which is the true neutral position of like no awareness of like like a neutral state of awareness of style but also a neutral state of trendiness and then the self-aware neutral trendiness is dad core oh, which these is these are like, like a thousand words i don't know <laughs> right so dad core is basically like you're not trendy but you're not outdated but like you're very aware of like you're not trying to be trendy but you're also like you're also like aware enough that you're not outdated Mm. so it's like you try hard but you're not trying to be mainstream which is dad core which is I think that like that like indie boy aesthetic that's the vibe I'm getting (laughs) I think calculus was easier than this (laughs) and then the final row the bottom row of um a trendy level of personal style the awareness scale goes in denial is a liar so if you're super trendy but you you're not aware of how trendy you are you're lying you're very aware and you're just trying to like act like it's effortless (laughs) and then the neutral awareness is uh naturally hot so if you're aware but you don't try super hard like it doesn't take up a ton of your mental space then you are naturally hot because you're trendy, but you're like putting the right amount of effort into it. You're not a try hard. Mm. Um, and then the self-aware, like you're super self-aware of your style and you're super trendy is the himbo bimbo label, <laughs> which um, from my understanding, a himbo is kind of like, like a, a dumb hot, but like a wholesome dumb hot kind of thing. I have no idea. but um but like you're not trying to hide it you know you're like I'm trying to be hot and I'm proud (laughs) of my style choices so very interesting alignment I guess that's like you know how that that Gen Z generation is like classifying the different trends and like I guess the different styles that people have in this day and age I don't know I guess it's like if they're separating things into trendy and then outdated but I've never I'm not a super trendy person but I like style a lot like I definitely I feel like the emo aesthetic is like timeless (laughs) but if I was to describe my personal style I've always described it as kind of like a a cross between like the mod 60s style like a 90s era business casual like paralegal aesthetic (laughs) and 
like a 2000s grungy emo mm. with a mix of like 2014 urban outfitters like that would I say <laughs> that's what I would say my my style is best described as but that's so detailed yeah so if anyone if that makes sense to anyone like we would vibe <laughs> but if it doesn't make sense to you that's totally cool but I think it's also a lot of my style is a reflection of like my music taste mm. um and like inspiration I get from tumblr so yeah I don't know how would you describe your style Maria would you um, say, style, think you're like a a very aware of your personal style? I or I feel like my so style aware. is just like shit. Mom overslept. Got to get the kids to school. <laughs> I <laughs> I definitely get <laughs> that vibe of like <laughs> she's got more important things to worry about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like think. I don't. I don't look at any pictures of anything i don't think i've bought new clothes in like three years i don't know i don't so i feel like you're not like would you say when you get dressed and you have time to like get dressed for an event would you say that like you're kind of aware of what you're doing when you're trying to look nice or are you just kind of like i guess this works this feels right i'm not gonna think about it a ton. i'm just like this is clean (laughs) So I feel like there's like, because oh, <laughs> I don't think you're outdated. Like, I don't think you're unfashionable. Like, I don't think like I'd be like, oh, that's a weird thing to wear. I'm but like you, I don't think you follow yeah. like trends constantly online. So I feel like you have a low level of awareness and you're kind of a neutral style. And I think that classifies you as a normie. <laughs> Ooh. Can you see that? Yeah. Oh, my internet connection's bad. But um, do you feel like that label suits you? Sure. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like, because I feel like I'm like regular, maybe you are like offline. I don't think you're offline. I don't think you're completely clueless of like what's going on. Thank you. But really nice I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, I feel like this is just all going over my head because I also like haven't worn real clothes in like two years, you know. Haven't worn real clothes. Yeah, oh, that's like a t-shirt. I just wear this shirt and like <laughs> yeah. Well, also it's kind of weird that we're talking about style in this episode because what I'm wearing today is like not my usual style. I'm wearing like a kind of a crop top with a cardigan, and I'm usually like my go-to is like a skirt or jeans and like a band t-shirt and like that's my go-to <laughs> or like a sweatshirt um but I don't really wear nice tops usually but um I wanted to wear sweatpants and then all of my uh band t-shirts were dirty and so I just had this crop top left and I was like oh I guess I'll wear it I'm not not really leaving my apartment today yeah. but then and- I need comfort so I put a cardigan on <laughs> yeah and then I'm I put on big not hoops dressed up yeah <laughs> a whole t-shirt. ass t-shirt yeah. <laughs> yeah but I feel like if I had to place myself in this chart if anything it might be dad core mm. but like if, if I think only just because that's the closest thing I think exists to indie and I feel like my style is more indie than anything but 
I feel like what makes something chuggy is the idea that calling someone chuggy would offend them. Oh. Whereas it's as long as you getting called chuggy is just like doesn't really matter to you, then mm-hmm. it's not chuggy. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. But um, it's very interesting, like this new development in the ongoing war. Like in my head, it's like a little um, it's a little pointless. It's interesting because I feel like there was so much more camaraderie between generations because we all just kind of hated the baby boomers because they were mm-hmm. in government and destroying the world. But now the Gen Z's are like, I don't know. I feel like there's some resentment to millennials that I'm like. They're just trying to raise their kids. They're in the corporate world. I don't know. (laughs) But they're also, I guess, still online. Um, But any millennial hate towards Gen Zs, I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, you have better (laughs) things to do. (laughs) I don't know. It's also just, like, interesting hearing you, like, talk about fashion. Oh, yeah? Because I just, like, don't – I don't know. I think I'm, like, in – that weird thing. I mean, it's more of a discussion now than I think it has previously. And I don't want to like, you know, because obviously I have a much easier time than like plus size fashion mm. because that one, like, it's so hard to find something that works on like all body types. And people try to do things that are like this yeah. whole one size fits all. And it's just kind of bullshit. But like, I feel like I am very, very small. That it's, Mm. like, my main goal is just to find something that fits. And that's all I think about. And so it's, like, usually I'm shopping in, like, the kids section most of the time. (laughs) Aw. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it is something, especially with, like, plus-sized people, there's the expectation that they are very put together and dressed up. Or they get accused of like not putting effort or being lazy because they've had that they already have that stereotype of like whatever their body looks like placed on them Mm -hmm. um where it's like you see someone like Kendall Jenner wearing like you know baggy shorts and a t-shirt and they're like oh my god model chic but then you put like a plus size person in the same outfit and they're like wow they put no effort they're so lazy so unkept and I'm like no they're literally wearing the same exact outfit you're just the body is what's fashionable not the yeah not the clothing but yeah I definitely I don't like to separate different styles uh for in generational lines or like divides because you know there are so many styles so many genres of clothes but um as like an in-betweener, there are like definitely aspects of millennial fashion that I like, kind of more the grungy stuff or um, the sort of alternative emo styles that I liked back in the day when I was growing up and I would look at like magazines and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but I feel like, and I feel like a lot of those fashion senses and styles are still popular with Gen Z's today, that alt style. But I feel like judging by the mainstream culture, like the mainstream Gen Z styles that you see most popularly on the internet and the mainstream millennial styles, I feel like the Gen Z styles are a bit more hip because <laughs> I think they do take inspiration from a lot more alternative um, ideas than the millennial that like very Pinterest, live, laugh, love. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. But um, it is very interesting. 
you like live laugh love what would be the opposite like die cry hate (laughs) die cry hate (laughs) which i feel like is present in like a lot of screamo music man (laughs) so that's the vibe but i feel like that's just the origin of this whole feud is that like people were making fun of each other in a haha way and then people very quickly were like i'm taking deep offense to that generational stereotype <laughs> but i feel like we already have like the racist the homophobes the sexist yeah. and and transphobe so it's like it's like we have enough people <laughs> to be angry with <laughs> yeah and i'm like everybody used to be able to agree that baby boomers were the enemy mm-hmm. so like why are you like we're on your side (laughs) millennials and gen z are the same side why are they tearing each other apart you know do you think it's a baby boomer behind all of this like behind a little phone and they're like turning (laughs) everyone against each other because that's also when it comes to like zillennials and the in-betweeners that are are like oh i can kind of relate to like both sides but like there are also things on both sides that i can't relate to it usually comes down to if you're leaning one way or the other, like what generation your parents fit into. And so because my parents are baby boomers, I kind of lean towards millennial, but I've never leaned towards the mainstream of anything. So I feel like what people mostly make fun of millennials for, I'm like, well, I never thought that was cool when I was younger either. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I was also when I was growing up, I was that you're just a lot cooler than all of us. <laughs> I'm just cooler than everyone. That's the takeaway. But I also, it was weird because when I was younger, everybody called us in school millennials because they were like, oh, you guys are growing up with technology. Millennials are the first ones to do that. You guys are millennials. And then like once I was like in college, the high schoolers became Gen Zs. And then they were like, oh, I think we're going to clump the college kids in with Gen Zs too. And then everybody just got really confused (laughs) about who's who. But I guess that's just the deal with anybody who's born on, like, the borderline of generations. But either way, our podcast is a safe space. (laughs) You cut out for so long, and then I came back with our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Can you you hear me now? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, I have all the audio for that, so that's cool. That's why we record the audio separately. But when did I cut out? Like for a while. Because <laughs> I was like, she's kind of letting I me was go like, on this diatribe for a long time. Well, I was like, maybe I shouldn't interrupt because then you yeah. have the audio. So I'll just let you go. And then yeah. <laughs> once we get out of here, I'll just pretend I knew what yeah. you were talking about. I just and have then bad. I just have bad internet connection. But basically. Wherever you fall, whatever your fancies, your tastes lie between generations, it's all in good fun. And we're all just bonding over the fact that, you know, the old people kind of fucked up and now our government sucks. That's the bonding ground, you know. So whatever feuds you have between, I feel like Gen Z millennial feuds are just like the older sibling feuding with the younger sibling when really like... If you both get in trouble, you stick together in the end. So, yeah. but moving, I don't know if there's a good segue in there, but basically 
instead childhood. of talking about Chewy, we're gonna talk about Chewy. Let's oh go to TVT. The Chewy, the Chewy, the Chewy. What are they called? Quaker Out Bars. Ooh, Do you remember yeah. those? Those were good. So the real, the real topic of today's episode. <laughs> we did pretty um, good. Yeah. Um, is we wanted to kind of reminisce on some old childhood snacks that we used to eat because um, back in the day, I feel like we were always given food as sort of a part of like the lunches we would take to school or given to us by schools or like teachers would give out snacks during snack time or like snacks at camp, stuff like that. I feel like there's this whole... Yeah. The way that you describe that, like we were given food, just like, makes it seem like they were like sacrificing something to us. I, I don't mean, know why. <laughs> that was what I was picturing. Maybe. Well, I'll get into that a little like, bit. Give but... us yogos or else, or we will, and we will be benevol- benevolent gods. <laughs> right? Okay, because I feel like when we were sort of reminiscing about like foods we used to eat as a kid back in the day I kind of realized that like there really is a whole genre of food that's like just marketed to kids and that only kids really eat and I'm like our own do only kids eat sugar like what is the (laughs) sort of mentality behind this whole industry of like kid food that you only serve to children um part of it I think is the aesthetics of like bright colors and like artificial coloring artificial flavoring and like kids have different taste buds than adults and so they have different like palates different tastes they can stand like kids can't really eat a ton of spicy food and stuff like that well, but like we also like our generation was the ones that had a bunch of like the food bad like diet things so like yeah. protein powder like keto um like juice cleanses I don't know if that was like super big before us. it's interesting because um and I've sort of <laughs> written this down too is that I feel like a lot of kid food is very unhealthy and I felt like I was like aware of that when I was a kid too and then what happened with um a lot of millennials and Gen Z is that healthy food is actually really trendy now that like we're all older like vegan food is really hip like all organic food has gotten more popular in the day in like recent days um and that's kind of across generations like gen x are very like oh we're gonna feed our kids like good organic food so i think it's just kind of like a general trend with everybody um and so i honestly like don't know what like this new this new baby generation of like kids who are like like nine and younger like what they're being fed (laughs) because Part of why I also want to talk about this is that a lot of childhood snacks were also just like a source of trauma for me (laughs) because my mom was very healthy. My family's always been healthy. They like organic food. But coming from Bolivia, she saw this food and was like, what is this white people food? I'm not going to poison my kids by giving them like weird snacks with artificial colors or things that like you wouldn't think are healthy. Um... And so all of these foods that I have memories of are based in memories where people who weren't my family members were feeding me. So like um, like at clubs when like other kids' parents would like bring in the snack for the day or like in kindergarten they would give us like snacks during snack time right before like nap time or something. 
or like my friends would bring these cool foods to lunch every day and I'd be like that looks so tasty and like I'm not allowed to eat that food or I'm like not bought that food at home and stuff like that or like some foods I really didn't even recognize because I was never fed that at home I was like what the fuck is that that doesn't look edible um and I think that will be my transition into the first food uh on our list is cheese balls not even like I think I was aware of Cheetos as a kid but I remember being in like pre-k maybe kindergarten but I'm pretty sure it was pre-k and every day they would give us 10 cheese balls to each kid and that would be like our snack and I would refuse because I was like that's disgusting I've never seen something like that and my mom would also be like that's not good food to eat and I would my teachers would get so annoyed at me because they're like we need to we're obligated to feed this child during snack time and we don't have any other food and so sometimes they would give me M&Ms but if they didn't have another kind of snack I just like wouldn't eat during snack time and be like really pouty and upset (laughs) because I was like, I'm not going to eat that. It's not real cheese. I don't know what, like, it just didn't look like real food. (laughs) I'm like in a, in a weird mood where I'm just having all these images and I'm just picturing like, you know, the like parks that say like, don't feed the pigeons or something. Oh yeah. And I'm like picturing like your mom attaching a sign like that to your back. (laughs) don't feed Savannah. (laughs) yeah and to be clear my parents were very nice and they did feed me a lot of healthy food as a kid but they also my mom in particular didn't have the healthiest relationship to food so I'm not saying these foods are bad but I'm also saying these foods I'm not saying these foods are good either like maybe you shouldn't feed children really really sugary like airheads and candy all the time because I have my I don't really like candy I'm more of like a chocolate and a baked goods person but I was given so much candy as a kid, just like every birthday party I went to at school, they would hand out candy as like treats and stuff. So much sugar. Why? Like, I feel like if if candy was a true good thing in this world that was like tasty and people enjoyed it, adults would be eating it all the time. And I don't really see adults eating candy. Well, I just think it's easy to buy in bulk. I guess. And I think part of it is that like marketing to kids, like you need bright colors to keep them interested. So they'd put like artificial coloring in a ton of stuff and make it super bright. Um, Did you ever really eat cheese balls as a kid? Were you given cheese balls? Did you like them? Because I have friends who are now that like because they used to eat it as a kid and it has such good memories for them that they love cheese balls and they'll like get it for, for themselves like as a treat and like be super excited about it. Um. No, I mean, I I know what they look like. Like, I can see them in the little, like, plastic the huge jar. Container. Like, the huge, yeah. yeah. And, but I don't think I've had, like, cheese balls as, like, an adult ever. But I right. think I remember, I don't remember, like, cheese balls really, but I remember what were, I don't know. I, I don't remember the ball. Yeah. I don't remember the sphere. I remember, like, the... <laughs> Like, I don't know, it remember is, it, what they, they were, doodles? I can't remember cheese they doodle? were, what did they call cheese them? Cheese doodles, those yeah. were like the, a little bit, they kind of looked like little tiny turds. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like macaroni noodle, but okay. <laughs> but because they, they were so big, because that's so, also like, I can't remember if those like, the doodles or the, the balls, if they were actually really huge to put in your mouth, and that was like a whole thing, or if I was just a small child and they're normal sized. I think, I mean, like, I think the doodles were at least like a two bite. Yeah. Two to three bites. But, um, 
Yeah, but I think it was definitely like it was a thing that I only really saw white people eat like at school and stuff that I was like, oh, this is white culture. This is what this means to be white is to like eat food like that. Um, And it was also like some of the stuff I liked and then some of the stuff I was like, um, it, it just tasted so bad. It didn't even taste like sugar or like anything good. But um, one thing I do still love is goldfish because I remember eating goldfish as a kid and I really liked it. But it had that whole real cheese marketing on the on the bag. And so my parents were like, that's OK. <laughs> but um, I've never liked goldfish. I love goldfish. Wow. This is a divide in our friendship. I don't think I don't think we can move on. <laughs> but to okay, go thank down the you guys list so much for watching. <laughs> <laughs> this is our last episode. But um to go down the list of some uh old childhood snacks that I remember eating is uh the cosmic brownies in that mm-hmm. big bright packaging. I had that on my which head. I remember eating the first uh cosmic brownie at a camp once. And they were like, Oh my god, I love cosmic brownies like I eat them in my lunch every day. Like, have you, do you eat them? And I'm like, oh no, I've never heard of it. And they showed me it. And it was like so fudgy. But then I remember telling my older sister about it. And she was like, what do you mean you ate a cosmic brownie? Cosmic brownies mean that they're like pot brownies, that they get you high and that they're drugs. And I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, that's what a cosmic brownie is. And I'm like, no, the packaging says cosmic brownies and it's just because it has sprinkles on it and it has like cool colors. Um, and I was a little bit scarred by that. Yeah, like but my mom I was, was like, like the... so many kids eat them. They're clearly not drugged. Yeah. My mom was like the cool mom who always gave me like a lot of snacks and stuff. Aww. So I was the one who like, I, I don't know, after a while, I mean, I liked the cosmic brownies, but they bought me more street cred than oh, like yeah. enjoyment and so I would like give them away and make friends wow by giving away the class bartering brownies. food for friendship mm-hmm. wow because I do remember like like that lunchtime thing of like everybody would be like oh that's so cool that to like you get to eat that for lunch and like if you have treats and people would like share snacks and stuff mm-hmm. but my parents always sent me to school with like leftovers and like fruit um, and I honestly had a lot of kids who would ask me if I was on a diet and I would get really pissed. Like I wouldn't be angry at them. I would just internally be pissed. I'm like, that's so rude to like ask someone if they're on a diet when they're literally seven years old. But it was just because my parents were healthy and they like, gave me like real food with vegetables in it. I but feel like there um, were always like that one kid that just came in with like a family size bag of chips. And yeah, like I've never, sa- <laughs> I never There's saw like a kid with a family Oh my God. I do remember there were some kids who their parents would bring in like Subway for them. Like their parents would go out and buy them food and then bring it to mm-hmm. them. But oh, wow. um, I was never that kid. But aside from like, uh, like kids candy, like airheads, gumballs, gobstoppers, I remember those a lot. Um, I also saw Nilla wafers a lot as like a really small kid, not so much an older kid. But I think that's because like vanilla is like, it's kind of like a, it's like a sweet thing, but not too sweet for kids, but it's like something soft enough for babies to eat. So that's why I think I associated it with childhood because it's like, it's a solid food that like a really small kid is still able to like chew and eat. 
But um, yeah, I think of vanilla um, when we were like using the um, the outside toilets at camp. We would bring in like a film canister that had that we would make with like a cotton ball in it that we would like just drop a bunch of vanilla on it. And so when you went to the bathroom, you would have to like open your little film canister so that it was like a portable air freshener. And oh that's my what God. I always think about when I think of vanilla. That's crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah. But also I feel like vanilla isn't a good air freshener like I feel like people bring in like flowers or they light a candle I guess kids can't light candles but like it wasn't really I feel simple. like vanilla like, is such like a food scent at all oh. times <laughs> so that it smelled good yeah oh my god um but yeah another thing is that I remember we'd have like field days at school and for those, they'd give us ice pops as snacks. Those, like, tubes of plastic that they'd fill with juice and then freeze them. Those I loved. Oh, my God. But those were, like, a very artificial flavored thing. And my favorite flavorings for those were always the, like, citrus flavors. So the, like, warm-toned, like, orange and yellow flavors. Like the blue like raspberry the blue and the and grape. Purple. Those ones I always hated because they tasted really, really artificial. <laughs> yeah. Um, and those freaked me out, but I loved like anything artificial, uh, lemon flavored or orange flavored. I loved, um, like the starbursts. I I really liked those. I used to have to get the like medicinal ones. Medicinal? Yeah. They like, there's like a medicine version of like ice pops. Ice pops? Yeah. And so we would have What kind of medicine was it? I have no idea. I think it was like super like hydrating or something. Cause I remember like one time I went to like the emergency room. I don't maybe and so then they just gave me like a bunch of them and I threw them up but like we have a bunch and we had a bunch in our freezer so you never knew if you were going to get like a doctor one or like a real ice pop so oh my god Maria also you went to the hospital yeah um I don't know I think I had like a 103 degree fever for like that wouldn't go down and so we went to the hospital that's crazy, yo. I think it might have like been that. Pedialyte then. Because yeah. I feel like they just, like, if your body, like, if after you're sick or something or you have a cold, Pedialyte is supposed to, like, replenish you. Mm. Um, this podcast is actually sponsored by Pedialyte. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, some other foods that I used to eat um, at school, they'd give us, like, uh, I remember one time during camp, they made us make pudding, like, from a powdered thing um so we'd make our own pudding and then we'd crush oreos on top and then put gummy worms in it and oh, it was like dirt. worms and dirt yeah. yeah i remember that was really fun and it was like a chocolate flavored dessert which i loved and so that i would actually get really hype about but that one um, they had in our college cafeteria too <laughs> yeah I don't remember that, but I, I kind of stayed away from dining halls in college. But there's also, like, a Lunchable version. Like, they served. Yeah. They did, like, Lunchables where they gave you, like, pudding and Oreos and gummy worms, and you could make your own in, like, a little pack. Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely remember a lot of kids bringing in Lunchables mm-hmm. for to school to eat for lunch. But I definitely was, like, my parents never gave us that. But I remember thinking, like, if I only had that for lunch, I'd be so hungry. Because they're really no, not I that much food. Yeah. 
I had lunch. Pulled, were like, you full? Were you satiated? <laughs> oh no! Were you satiated by the end? I don't know. I didn't really eat. Or were you much hungry afterwards? A child. <laughs> That's that, Maria. <laughs> you need sustenance. To I get, like the part grow when big they had. Muscles. Um, they had like a a water bottle and like a Kool Aid mix, and you got to like shake it. That was a fun part. Oh, yeah. And they also like put in um. Like, sometimes I think I probably still have them. They put in, like, Simple Plan songs. Like, yeah. you, could, you could take this thing and then, like, redeem and get, like, an audio file for, like, a Simple Plan song. Oh, my God. That's for kids? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I definitely remember Simple Plan, but I never remember actually listening to the band. So. I listened to them a lot because they were free with my Lunchable. You were just such a hip kid. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> but yeah, I think besides that, I remember mac and cheese also being a big thing. But I, I really liked mac and cheese as a kid. But we'd always get the like Annie's organic kind from Whole Foods. Um, But there is something to craft mac and cheese that just like because it's like more artificial it tastes just like a little bit better <laughs> it has a very specific taste but um yeah that was also something that we stopped eating once I got older I don't know why I guess you just you just graduate to grown-up food <laughs> and you stop eating I still eat kids snacks. mac and cheese sometimes if I'm like it's it's like a thing if I'm like too lazy to do anything else but I don't want to like order and spend money on food but yeah I'm, it's not a big part of my repertoire these days, but also I don't really, mm. I, if I want mac and cheese, like on purpose, <laughs> I'll just like melt cheese with pasta mm -hmm. and then I'll, I'll make mac and cheese with like real noodles and real cheese instead of buying the box <laughs> as sort of just like a, a makeshift version because the cheese doesn't melt the same, but it does the job, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, there are times where, like, I've bought Nilla wafers because I'm like, oh, childhood, TBT, to, like, the snacks that I actually enjoyed, like, during kindergarten. And then um, there's other things that I'm like, I don't know, I'm kind of glad adults don't, like, give me copious amounts of, like, airheads and, like, gumballs anymore. Like, when you go to a fancy party as an adult, they don't give you, like, candy as a gift bag. They give you, like, swag, which I feel like is so much better. <laughs> What parties are you going to? <laughs> like, if you go to, like, a corporate party, they'll give you, like, a stress ball or, like, a keychain or pens. I, like, I love a good pen, man. <laughs> this is not my experience. <laughs> like, if you go to a party, they'll give you, like, hors d'oeuvres instead of, uh, like, a candy bowl. <laughs> See, I feel like most of the places I worked at, I was always, like, the intern. And mm. they would bring in food and then they would be like, you can't have any what yeah that why because I was an unpaid intern that they didn't even bother learning my name and they just called me intern that's so mean I that's so mean when I when I worked in an office for like one summer and they had free food in the like canteen they'd be like yo go get it before all the adults come <laughs> like they'd come to like me and uh this other co-worker and we we're like you guys go get some before Let's everybody see. else my the CEO of the company came up to me one time and said, like, I know you're not getting paid, but the water fountain is a nice perk of the job, huh? 
Wow. Oh, you mean the public sewage system? <laughs> the like water fountains? Like you can go to any public park and they have water fountains. Like the real perk of the job. It's like you have a free bathroom to use. Look at that. You're welcome. <laughs> That's crazy. I do. I don't know, actually, like because I remember being fed by schools during snack time sometimes. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, if they're like allowed to feed children who aren't theirs. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with raising kids these days. I mean, but... like when I worked at summer camp, we would still give the kids stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely like I liked crackers and like chocolate treats, but I think when it ventured into actual candy, I don't know. Something about just plain artificial sugar. It doesn't thrill me the way that most of the kids my age back then did. But I don't know. Who knows? I do I do have friends that re- remember these foods more fondly, but I don't know. I feel like everybody does sort of graduate from like you don't really see people in their 40s eating a cosmic brownie with their lunch in their corporate <laughs> in their corporate office or their cafeteria or wherever. But but they're thinking about it. Yeah, you you think that? They're I all think thinking they're just about like it. if only I had the body of a 6-year-old so that I could eat more cosmic brownies. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably true. I guess we'll just have to wait until we're like 40 to find out, you know. Oh god. But yeah, I definitely for a hot second thought that like they were filled with drugs, but I don't anymore. That's good. (laughs) So moving on to um, our next segment, I want to do a little trauma versus nostalgia uh, to sort of close out our episode maybe. Um, So this is the segment of our podcast where we uh, reminisce about things that we used to do when we were kids and try and decide if it gave us trauma <laughs> that we had to work through or if we can look back and be like, oh, the good old days, nostalgia, um, because sometimes the line is a little blurry and you don't always know. <laughs> and then sometimes you feel nostalgic for your trauma. So it's a complicated world. Yeah. So um, first up on the list is back in the day when I had friends as a kid and I wanted to hang out with them, I would memorize their phone number and then call them on a landline to their house landline, speak to their parents, and be like, hi, this is Solana. May I speak to so-and-so, please? And then they'd be like, okay. And then they'd go to their room and hand the phone to them. And then I would talk to them. Uh, and that's some, that's how you would like schedule playdates as a kid with your friends. Um and I want to know if that like makes you nostalgic, like, oh, good old days before cell phones, or if it kind of just gave you trauma that you're terrified to speak on the phone now and it like gives you anxiety. <laughs> I did not have that experience at you all. You didn't? No. I mean, I don't you think don't... I called anyone ever. You don't, you didn't memorize your friend's well, phone like, numbers? I also like, I went to private school, so like no one really lived near me. So it wasn't like a neighborhood. Like, I mean, I, I don't think I had like, people that I actually called to hang out with until like I switched to public school and then it was like oh you're near me now we can like meet up and stuff because it was like mainly like you I live up yeah but it's like usually like in in like private school like ladies were like just not really a thing because people lived so far away and no one really had like and so like we didn't have buses or anything so like you didn't really go home with anyone 
Wow. And or anything. So, did yeah. You, that's so sad. <laughs> did you? You just didn't hang out. No. How long did you go to private school? Uh, from like beginners, which was like basically daycare where we learned French, and then um, till like. <laughs> oh my fifth god! Grade. You, were such, you were such a classy baby. Yeah. Just like. We. <laughs> learning French oh my god but yeah you never had to memorize your phone or your friend's phone numbers on their landline in their house even in like like, I think we all had like school directories and so it was usually like my parents setting up play dates or something and so they would have the numbers because they would just go to like the school directory I feel like my parents were like you need to learn how to use a phone properly and so they would make me make me like the, they taught me the phone etiquette of like dialing and being like, hi, this is can I speak to so and so? And like if someone called you, you'd have to be like, this is the Smith residence or you'd be like or they'd be like, is this Alana? And I'd be like, this is she. I never <laughs> they never taught the you those phrases. <laughs> no, I never answered the phone until I worked in like customer service. Oh, yeah. I never. No. I yeah. hate. I had to answer the phone at Forever 21 one, or a few times um, back in the day, and I hated it. And everybody was always stressed out. Everyone's <laughs> just mean because I worked at a really, like, low-scale kind of publishing house where, like, no one really wanted to work with anyone. And oh. so they would just keep calling me, and I would send them to, like, the voicemails of the people, yeah. and then they would get mad at me. Um because I would always end up referring them and just getting to like getting a manager mm-hmm. um, who knew the system better. But I've never needed to like figure out a phone system where I had to like transfer people or like put them on hold. And so like if I'm applying to like administrative assistant or secretary's job and part of the job description is like uh, fielding phone calls, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I want to develop that skill because it it does give me anxiety. And I don't know if that's part of like using a phone as a kid or landlines, but because I feel like I don't call people unless I like really know them mm-hmm. anymore that like to just like casually call someone, it feels like way more of an event. And like mm-hmm. you need a very clear reason of why you're calling someone instead of just like, oh, hey, what's up? thought I, I just want like felt like calling you and they're yeah. like why what's going on <laughs> yeah I mean um, it's also yeah I don't know I think working in like customer service most of our clients were elderly mm. so they were both like really hard of hearing and then they also didn't have anything else to do but keep calling us and I have like a pretty high voice and so every single oh, time they yeah. would start yelling at me that they couldn't understand what I was saying. No. One time I this wasn't even on the phone. There wasn't any audio distortion. I was literally taking an, a very old man's order at a cafe once. And I guess he was hard of hearing, which is totally understandable. But I was speaking loudly each time I had to repeat myself. And he's like, ma'am, I stopped being able to hear the frequency that you speak at years ago I cannot understand you and so his his wife was like I'm so sorry like I can understand you like tell me like what was what were you saying and then I spoke to her and then she was like okay and I was like damn yeah because also when I'm speaking to like older people but also like if I'm in customer service I'm trying to be very polite and like submissive or whatever like um I'll my voice will jump an octave to like be more polite or like uh, demure or whatever, because it puts people at ease. 
And it's just like, I almost can't control it. It's like, if I was like pissed at him and I let myself be pissed, my voice would probably be lower and he could probably understand me. (laughs) But I can't just be like, and the more angry he got, the more I was like, oh, I have to be nicer. So my voice just got higher. (laughs) It just didn't work out. I feel like I will either be like really low or I'll be like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) There's no in the middle. Yeah, I think it, it mostly comes out when I'm like talking to adults or trying to be polite. Mm-hmm. If I'm ta- if I'm like meeting a new person my age for the first time, I just speak normally. And then sometimes if I'm speaking to kids, I'll speak normally. But sometimes if they're young enough, you like jump back up again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. that, that mothering kind of like high pitched. But it's voice. also like when I get nervous or if I don't want to talk to someone, my voice goes up really high. And it's just like, huh? dog like mickey mouse kind of thing. it's so true though i've and heard that come out of you before in social situations really tired yeah <laughs> yeah i get that but yeah it's kind of nice though that like um like i learned that phone etiquette so that like at least i had something to go off of when i like needed to talk on the phone in a business situation but like i guess kids these days just like text their friends like they don't need to like call their friend's parents first and ask to speak to them on the phone because now everybody has personal phones but I don't know weird man um the next thing I wanted to talk about was sometimes I'd go on little car rides little road trips with my parents and I remember because there was no technology we didn't have like dvd players in the cars yet I would just like stare out the window and like just like be very dramatic and just like listen to the radio and like think about things whereas I feel like now anytime I'm in a car like road tripping with friends or in the backseat for some reason I'm automatically on my phone like I can't just like sit with my thoughts anymore like I don't know if this is TMI but I can't remember the last time I sat on a toilet without like a phone in the room with me sometimes it's like I don't even use my phone while I'm on the toilet but I have to have it in the bathroom with me in case I get bored like if I like I've walked into a bathroom before and be like oh I forgot my phone and like I don't even use it (laughs) but I like need it on that counter as like a crutch um so it's interesting to like reminisce back in the day when I was just so comfortable as a kid not having something to do like on my phone or like I remember reading would give me a headache in the car and I would get like car sick so I would just like I don't know just like chill and look out the window and just like be at peace and not it's it's almost like my attention span got shorter as I got older you know I think that's but, true like that yeah I, I definitely why, like, miss like those days videos and stuff got shorter especially like we went from really long YouTube videos to like TikTok and even like the three minute ones the new like three minute ones just feel like a lifetime because our attention span is just so short yeah yeah it's kind of crazy part of it I think people try and diagnose stuff like that but I also think part of it is like training your brain to like not pay attention to things and pay attention to other stuff Mm -hmm. um and I think a lot of it is conditioning But that is definitely, like, I do feel nostalgic for the days where I would just, like, sit in a car as a kid and, like, be able to just, like, relax for 20 minutes or however long and, like, not feel the compulsion to, like, be on my phone or be watching something or be entertained. Mm -hmm. Like, I could just, like, 
because I remember so many times like playing outside with literally nothing but dirt and just like being content and not being connected to anything and that is something I do feel a lot of nostalgia for but you can't recreate that as an adult there's so (laughs) many I have so many anxieties as an adult that I like I have to be like vigilant at all times I'm like I need to be paying attention to something but um it sort of leads into my next thing of trauma versus nostalgia is listening to the radio because I still love the radio and listen to it sometimes um but like as a person who lives in a city and I don't really drive anymore I literally could not tell you the last time I listened to the radio or like had access to a radio yeah. So do you listen to like your Spotify or your iPod in the car? Do you still listen to the radio? Um, if or I'm driving, drive it's usually office. my phone. <laughs> yeah. But my car has been broken for a while. So Aww. it's usually like I'll drive my mom's car and that's usually the radio. And I feel like every time I get into the car, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're still doing this. <laughs> that's nice. Mm. But I don't know, because like. I feel like on radio shows, whenever I would listen, because I would usually listen to like the morning radio mm-hmm. and I would say that it was like for traffic, but it's like, I don't know what fucking roads are called. So I don't think it would have helped me anyway, but like, they're always like, oh, like if you call at this time, we'll bring like a lunch to your office for all of you people listening to the radio yeah. at the office who listens to the radio at the office. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the next thing on my list is actually uh, the amazing, iconic Britney Spears. And I say this as I love her. She was one of the first CDs I've ever bought. But, like, the way Britney Spears was treated in the media back then and also, like, the tabloids that were around when we were kids, like... Do you think about Britney Spears back in the day and you're like, oh, my God, I used to love her music. Like, great. TBT. Or do you think about Britney Spears back in the day and you're like, oh, that was like one of the first uh, public breakdowns and like my first experiences of seeing like the news and the paparazzi like treat a woman really badly. And like she was the first kind of like breakdown downward spiral celebrity that I have ever I ever heard of as a kid. Mm -hmm. So. Like, is it like, do you remember her from that time fondly? Or do you remember her of like, oh, that was a dark time for her. I feel kind of sad about it. Um, I think I didn't really like think about her as like a personality. Like mm-hmm. I knew a select few of like the songs, but I didn't really like, I feel like I didn't, or if I did, I didn't remember it of like growing up with her as like, an actual like I know like the snake on the shoulder like I know all of that stuff now but I don't think I was like watching that because I think that was like 2001 I because I wrote something about 9-11 and I wrote something about how she had just done that MTV show with like the big python boa whatever it is whatever snake it was um so I don't remember her as like a personality I think I remember like the believe britney alone thing but i didn't yeah, really because i remember that, that as a kid there was that youtube video of yeah that person crying just leave britney alone i just but. feel like i knew more about like jamie lynn spears mm. that's where i was coming from that was also a thing because i think a lot of the because i loved her music when i was like a little like a really little kid but growing up 
my parents kind of used both Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears of a like, that's what happens when like you go down a bad road and you make bad decisions. Like don't do alcohol and drugs because you'll end up like Britney Spears. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, don't have, you know, sex when you're a baby, (laughs) when you're like 15, 16, (laughs) because then you'll end up pregnant like Jamie Lynn Spears having a baby at 16. So. Zoe 101. Yeah. (laughs) But also, of course, when I was that young, I was like, oh, they look so old on that show. And then now as like a person in their 20s, I look at 16 year olds and I'm like, you're an actual baby, an actual child. Um, But they're definitely like framed to me as like cautionary tales as a kid. But um, now I kind of look back and I'm like, oh, just like a lot of brutality from the press on this female figure that I you know look up to as a kid so a little bit of trauma a little bit of nostalgia Mm -hmm. which is most things in life I think and then um my last thing on the list is middle school dances did you go to a dance in middle school in elementary school um because I think in elementary school they were all during school hours and then in middle school We had, like, two after-school dances. I think, like, elementary school, we had one after-school. But I was, like, getting out of, like, a dance dress rehearsal. I missed most things because of, like, dance dress rehearsals. Mm. And so I came for, like, the last 10 minutes, and they wouldn't really let me do anything. That was really sad. Yeah, and we, like, made sure I was, like, had my full, like, face of makeup off and, like, my hair, oh. like, the bun finally came out and stuff. And I was still in tights, but I had, like, put a dress over it. And they, like, wouldn't let me do anything. Like, they closed all of the, like, cotton candy and, like, snow cone That's things. That's so sad. So, I was, yeah. Um, and then I think middle school, I don't remember anything in seventh grade, but I remember eighth grade. I think there was, like, something. They still mm. have pictures from it. And we did, oh, wow. like, the um, Charlie's Angel pose thing oh classic classic um but yeah I don't remember it being like an actual like dance thing it was kind of like a there are a bunch of stations you could go to yeah yeah right because I feel like in the movies there's always like like the girls are standing around on one side the boys are standing around on the other side and then they like one will like get up the courage and they'll do like a weird awkward like swaying dance which there definitely were kids who did that but there wasn't like dancing wasn't a huge thing um, I think the eighth grade, like end of the year dance, one guy, like there were a few kids that were just like, they, people would form circles and then one pe- person would dance in the middle. That was always and, my biggest fear. Right. And a few people who did that, like would do break dancing. Mm. And I was like, yo, you either have to, you're either trained in break dancing <laughs> or you're just uh, like flailing your body around. Either way, I was like, that looks, I'm scared. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> but I remember my sixth grade dance, like it was like the end of elementary school kind of thing too. And they actually had a DJ. And I think they basically just played that one like Black Eyed Peas Bar Mitzvah song. Oh my God, what's it called? I got a feeling. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, yeah. And then they just jumped up and down. And that was like <laughs> the dancing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was no like, I feel like some of like the 
the couples that already existed would like go to the dance together but it was really like very casual dress and like there wasn't that expectation that you have to like dance with a boy or something yeah um so i feel like in the movies there was like a lot of uh a trauma on screen of like oh my god you have to like tell your crush you like them and like dance with a boy and then in real life i was just like none of my friends want to do that nobody did that yeah yeah they they didn't play slow songs for you know 12 year olds we were fine (laughs) i don't know i've always wondered like what the life of the dj is that works like these middle school dances a middle school dj where (laughs) where does your life have to be for you to that be your job oh my god fun fact my middle my high school spanish spanish teacher he was a dj in his non-teaching hours and i think he did weddings but um because one time he told us he was like, oh, I have a big wedding coming up. And we were like, we don't care. <laughs> but um, I wonder if he was the kind of guy to like also do middle school dances as a DJ or if he was strictly a wedding DJ. Either way, not my thing. I'm not a fan of DJs at those kind of events. Also, um, I would never had to have a DJ at my wedding. I feel like that would be extremely embarrassing. <laughs> Because I feel like if you just, like, pick out some songs and the DJ just, like, make sure everything plays and no songs skip and stuff, like, that's fine. But, like, like if they're also, like, a hype man and an MC and, like, doing the little <laughs> the record scratching or whatever, I'm like, that's no. No, yeah. thank you. I can't. No. What if you were, but... like, in the middle of your first dance and it's really slow and they're, like, <laughs> they just, like, break it down? <laughs> no, thank you. I would die. I would fire them on the spot. Oh, my God. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like middle school and elementary school in general were just, like, a little bit traumatic in terms of just being an embarrassing prepubescent teen. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like the dances, for the most part, were very, like... I feel like the adults tried to make it as non-awkward as possible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And they would give us, like, activities. Honestly, my sixth grade dance, they had, like, a chocolate fountain machine oh, wow. and everybody just like ate that until they ran out and then everybody was like i guess i'll go home now <laughs> and that was like the extent of it I love that. but yeah um, i guess we're rounding it out with like another yeah. a childhood snack of a chocolate fountain would you I like do anything do chocolate Lib? let's do a mad lib oh my okay. god so this is from the uh, mad libs in love um Ooh, i was saving romantic. this one for marriage but Oh. Why not? Why not break it out today? If you give me yeah. a plural noun, yeah, fuck your future husband. <laughs> a plural noun, yeah. Uh, laptops. And then I will do tablecloths. Please send us words <laughs> if you're listening. Um, if you're listening, just shout. We won't hear you, but it's the it's the intention that matters. Um, can you give me a noun? Um, a noun. I don't know, a dumpster. I'm going to do another noun. I'm going to say lipstick. And then this one comes from one of our listeners, Maggie, who gives us an adjective. Sweaty. Last time, Brooke gave us sweats. (laughs) 
So especially <laughs> summer. Just a couple of sweaty, sweaty gals. Uh, could you give me another that. noun? A noun? Um, gumball. And the part of the body, I'm going to say left, big toenail. Could you give me a, another noun? Mm, water tower? Ooh. Have you been <laughs> watching I'm just that? looking at a water tower right Oh, now. <laughs> I thought you were watching like that documentary. What documentary? About the hotel. Oh, the girl? Oh, that's yeah. sad. I did watch that, though. It was really sad. Yeah. Um, another part of the body, I'm going to say elbow. Could you give me a verb? Verb? Uh, podcasting. Ooh. Ooh. And then I'm going to do a noun. A purse. Could you give me another plural noun? Children. And then I'll do a noun. Um, snowman. And could you give me a person in room female? <laughs> uh, Ashley Tisdale. She's right behind you. Wow. <laughs> okay, you ready? Okay. It's called a fan letter. Oh my god. Dear Leonardo. Oh my god. What Dreambo. age is this oh for? What? <laughs> who's, who's sending a letter for Leonardo to a, a fifty-year-old man. Yeah. Oh my god, he was in the headlines on Twitter the other day because. New York Post was like, Leonardo DiCaprio is unrecognizable in new role. And then they showed like a like a still from set and he looked exactly like the Leonardo DiCaprio. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Terrible reporting. We all recognize him as Leo DiCaprio. Calm down. Well, now but, we're writing him. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. A group of my laptops and I were sitting around talking about movie tablecloths and your name came up. My friend Jenny, who really drives me up a dumpster, dared me to ask you for an autographed lipstick. I suppose you get zillions of sweaty requests like this, but if I don't hear from you, I'll be laughing the laughing gumball up the school, and Jenny will thumb her left big toenail at me. If you do write, and hopefully you will, please write something personal on your water tower. I promise you, cross my elbow and hope to podcast. I'll hang it in my bedroom. That way your purse will be the last thing I see before I go to sleep and the first thing I see when I open my <laughs> open my children in the morning. Your ever faithful nice. snowman, Ashley Tisdale. Aw, who knew she was such a big fan? <laughs> wow. Damn. When Yay. do you open your children in the morning? <laughs> I open them right up. I chop them, open their entrails, and then I put them back at the end of the day. Okay, good. Just like every good mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope you enjoyed uh, those discussions and games and unleashing of memories. Um, if you would like to follow our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Zillennial Support Group. And on Twitter at ZSG Podcast. Um, send us a message. <laughs> Please send us a word so we don't have to do the math lips just on our own. Um, and you can just Google us, Millennial Support Group Podcast. 
um, the listen on more channels. And I think our email is zillennialpodcast at gmail.com. So you can send words. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can send thoughts, suggestions, ideas. Um, what was yeah, your favorite food? My favorite food in life or in childhood? In childhood. Oh, probably, probably goldfish. Mm. Or those little bites uh, that were like tiny brownies. Ooh. Do you remember those? Also those made really with good. pot. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Mm. Hope you have a great day. And I hope you eat tons of delicious food, whatever they may be. Yay. Bye.